Hi there, I'm Richard. I'm the senior pastor of Every Nation Auckland City. We are a multicultural, multi-generational, socially responsible church that makes disciples. We hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. You know, uh, Pastor Richard took my intro, so I won't intro, <laughs> I won't intro the sermon. He's asked me to cover off uh, a very, very topical uh, thing and uh, about our New Zealand general election, which is coming up in about 13 days. Uh, 14th of October is a significant day, significant moment for Aotearoa New Zealand. Let me pray before I get into the Word of God and commit this time to Him. All right, let's pray. Father God, we thank You uh, for Your Word. We thank You that Your Word is applicable in all situations. Lord, we thank You that Your Word is applicable in, in situations that we we find easy to talk about. We thank you that your word applies in situations where we find difficult to talk about. But Lord, we thank you that your word is, is useful for us in and out of season. And God, as we open your word this morning, I pray that you will help each of us to be able to appropriate your word and apply your word to our everyday lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I was in, at a wedding yesterday uh, in Kirikiriroa, Hamilton. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, you kind of have some small talk. You know, you've not seen them for a while. And, you know, how's the weather? How's the kids? You know, uh, how's your work? And then one of my friends that I've not seen for a while, good friend, um, she said, who are you voting for in two weeks' time? <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's, that's a bit, you know. Um, how many of us find that you, you, you've heard people say there are two things you don't talk about, religion and politics? Well, this morning we're going to talk about religion and politics. <laughs> you know, um, New Zealand and globally we've been going through what, what often politicians refer to as a cost of living crisis. If you've, if you've looked at the news on front page uh, paper online, uh, you, you would have seen this phrase. And I think whether you think this is something that politicians are trying to throw out there to incite fear in us as humans, or whether this is a reality, I would say that whether politicians say it or not, all of us feel it. Amen? How many of us go to the petrol station and go, ooh, right? Apparently, petrol's going to go 91, uh, unleaded, it's going to go up to about $3.60 in a couple of months' time. You know, like I, earlier this year, was it, uh, how, how much was a, a, a head of cabbage, Rita? Like seven, nine bucks, right? So we didn't have cabbage for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we, had, we had seasonal vegetables, all right? Um, how many of us have veggie patches at home? Yeah, yeah, maybe it's a good time, TJ, you know, grow your own cabbage. You know, for those of us that have children, uh, often as immigrants, as many of us here that are immigrants, I, I'm an immigrant, I came 30 years ago with my parents, uh, and they, they brought us here for our education. I finished off my high school and went to uni and got a job. And so, next slide, education is such an important thing. Um, New Zealand was ranked one of the highest ranked in OECD countries, uh, which has a lot of countries in it, a number of years ago in maths, reading, and 
English. And apparently, the latest figures are like we are, we're down in the very, very lowest points in the doldrums. What's happened? Some of you are healthcare workers. You know that our healthcare system is struggling. I've spoken to some of my friends here who are nurses that a shift that needs nine people sometimes have two nurses. We've got one of the world's leading healthcare systems that is buckling, that's struggling for staff. Over here, it says in the front page, healthcare crisis, how safe are our hospitals? You know, I was talking to this, this friend who's a nurse and she said she feels unsafe. She feels like she's putting herself and the patients at risk. You know, it's not all doom and gloom because I believe there is hope. But it's not going to change tomorrow. I want to tackle a couple of election myths. Let's throw that up. Number one, my vote doesn't matter. I'll just pray. You know, so often as Christians, we, we default to a line of, I'll just pray about it. Well, by all means, actually pray, right? <laughs> Not calling out anyone, but we Christians have Christianese that we, we just say without thinking sometimes, right? I'll pray about it, but really, will you? Your vote matters. Number two, I don't know anything about politics. I just love Jesus. You heard, heard that before? <laughs> I'm sure I've said that before. I'm just an immigrant. I don't know much about New Zealand. Well, you know enough to be here. <laughs> You're here, right? You didn't just wake up one day in a different bed. You're here for a reason. You're here for your future or for your children's future. So why should we vote? So today we're going to, um, it's a short sermon, and I'm going to go through the, what the Word of God says, and I'm going to give us a, a little bit of time to discuss, not what, who you're going to vote for, but some questions I'll put up later for us to discuss. Hopefully that will encourage us to exercise our civic duty, which is as citizens of New Zealand or residents of New Zealand to vote. Okay, so number one of reasons why we should vote is that it's our civic duty. As a citizen of New Zealand, as someone that calls this land your home for now, whether you're going to be here forever, with the fact that you're drinking the water of this land, that you're living in this land, that you're working in this land, or some of you may be getting support from the government in this land, it's our civic duty to vote. I love what Helen Keller said. And this is a very, very famous quote, and I'll read it out to you. It says, The world is moved along, not only by the mighty shoves of its heroes, but also by the aggregate of tiny pushes of each honest worker. You know, sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had the situation where you think to yourself, I'm just one of five million. You know, what would my voice matter? Or some of you may have come from countries where politics is very corrupt. And maybe you've become cynical. And every time you hear people talk about politicians, you just roll your eyes. Whether it be the fact that 
you just really are confused because there are so many options. Too many options, and sometimes they all sound the same. Whether you drive along the motorway and you look up and then there's a, a red billboard that says, in it for you, or you drive along the other side of the motorway and you see another billboard that's blue in color and say, let's get New Zealand back on track. Not let's make America great again. <laughs> Wrong country. Look, I'm not an expert in politics, and I'm sure many of you know more about politics than I do. And my, my goal today is not to talk about any particular political party or any uh, specific ideology to the left, to the right, to the middle. That's not a dance movement to the left, to the right. Often, there's so many options and how do you choose, but I think the first step is to start. Amen? First step is to look and research. In the information age, with the internet, with so much information, there's a lot of junk out there, but there's also no reason that we, we can and put up to say we, we don't know. Right? There are many websites where you can look and listen to podcasts and listen to people talk about their opinions, not just politicians, but other people, commentators, to provide input as to what is going on in New Zealand, what are the concerns, which parties are actually going to tackle those things that you're concerned about, about mental health, about the price of living in New Zealand, about the climate. If you were here in January, was it earlier this year? The climate emergency, the, the massive floods that were ravaged Auckland and other areas around Auckland, and later on, the massive storms that ravaged uh, Taitokorau, Gisborne area. If you don't believe that the climate is in trouble, then I think you need to open up your eyes and realize that this world that God has entrusted to us, uh, there's something in the Bible called the, the, the dominion mandate, the original mandate to look after the universe, to look after this environment, came from God himself, not climate activists. How many of us as Christians actually care about the environment? I can put my hand on my heart and say that I'm not the best at that, and I'm trying to learn more about how I can, as a Christian, steward this environment. You know, do you have a perspective that this, this, this world, you know, a fatalistic point of view, that this world is all going to be destroyed anyway one day because Jesus is coming again? Do you have this perspective that this, this ship is sinking and let's just hold on until Jesus comes again? Helen Keller doesn't think that. She, she says that every single little shove, every single little push from each and every one of us matters, not just the politicians, amen? So it's our civic duty. Second point of why we should vote, it's biblical. Romans 13 verse 1 to 2 says this. Let's read it together on the count of three. One, two, three. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God, Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur. Ouch. If you don't like the political party that is ruling this country in about 14 days, what does the Bible say? 
that every person be subject to the governing authorities. Now, I'm not saying that if the, if the government does something evil and against the Bible, that we should not have a say or, say or rise up against it. But what this is saying is that overall, God has put people in charge of this, this country. And right throughout the Bible, you will see that God uses pa pagan nations, pagan kings, to fulfill His purposes. In the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, the king of Persia, Cyrus, was the one that initiated the return of the Jewish people to rebuild the walls. God can use whoever He wants to. But the question is, when it says, God has appointed them, or no authority except from God, I don't believe that this verse is actually saying God's going to snap His finger and just someone's going to become the ruler of this nation. I believe that God works through His people. How many of us think that? That God uses His human agents, men and women of God, to vote, to learn, to speak up. For some of you, God has called you into politics to, be, to stand for the local elections, for the national elections. Some of you, one day you would be advocating for certain things. But for the rest of us, we have a responsibility to find out because, can I tell you, you have no right to complain if you don't vote. Third point of why we should vote. I love this. When I go Jeremiah 29, you say, 11? No. <laughs> now I'm not going to touch 11 today. I'm going to leave 11 alone. Hey, John. Seek the welfare of the land. Seek the welfare of the land. Jeremiah 29, verse 4 to 6 says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now, let me pause there for a second. Context is everything, right? So these, Jeremiah is known as the prophet of doom. He was, God gave him a whole bunch of things to say to, 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 to the Jewish people who were in exile. And if you're not familiar with what being in exile looks like, it means that a, a tyrant from a different nation that has come to destroy your land, to take your most uh, uh, um, greatest young people with greatest potential and take them and move them over to their land and to force them as slaves to serve in their nation. That's what exile means. It means that you're not living in your own land, not at, by choice. You have been forced to go work as a slave in a foreign land. So Jeremiah, Prophet Jerry, was speaking to the Israelites. And if you're an Israelite, you're like, hey, God's going to speak to us, guys. Hey, 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 accept that Facebook invite. We're going to come to this gathering and Prophet Jerry's going to speak to us, right? You know what Prophet Jerry's going to say? He's going to say, bro, God is going to set us free. He's going to destroy the king of the opposition. He's going to rescue us, right? Can you imagine this watch party? Everyone's like sitting there and different, watching Prophet Jerry, right? Prophet Jerry, he's going to give us some good news, right? So, 
he says to these exiles, this is what God says, he's saying. Build houses. In this place you are held as captives and exiles. He's saying build these houses. Like, Wait, Jerry, you're not saying you're going to take us back to our homeland? Hang on a minute. But God is going to save us, right? Prophet Jerry says, live in these houses, plant gardens and eat their produce. Hey, TJ. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters marriage and they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. What? You want me to give my sons and daughters in marriage to these, 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 I can't say the word. Are you serious now, God? Are you you're kidding? Next slide. But seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you into exile. And pray that the Lord, pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Bang. God, are you serious? We're suffering here. Did you not see the petrol price, God? The price of cabbage? Lord, <laughs> man, it makes people pray, eh? They're like, Lord, did you not see? But God's like, through Prophet Jerry, I'm not going to take you out of this place. I want you, I want you to settle in. I want you to put your roots down. I want you to invest in this land that you're in exile. Stop complaining. Stop wishing that I'm going to take you away. But if you read the Bible, fast forward 70 years, God does rescue. God, God does take him, them away. Now, why did God wait that many years? I don't know. But God was saying to these exiles at that time, stay put. Stay put. Hunker down. Invest, because in the welfare of this land, you will find your welfare. Friends, if you've not been born in New Zealand and you can't, you've come here at any stage, including myself, God has sent you here. Seek the welfare of this land. Seek the welfare of this land. Seek the welfare of this land while you're still here. Maybe you're going to go to Australia or Canada or America for better life later. But while you're here... Seek the welfare of this land. Don't think that, oh, I'm just on the sinking ship. I'm just going to hold on until I leave. No. Your civic duty, sorry, is this a bit too harsh? I apologize in advance for everyone that I will offend. <laughs> Seek the welfare of this land. The least you can do is stop scrolling TikTok for a moment. Or maybe TikTok, go to the political channels. Exercise your vote. Thank you for joining us. To know more about Every Nation Auckland City, you can visit our website at www.everynationauckland.city. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.